to the $100 MBA show, powerful business lessons every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of Webinar Ninja, an independent software company my partner and I started in 2014. And today's lesson is a guest teacher lesson, a guest teacher episode where we bring on a guest to teach their area of expertise. Today's guest teacher is Jazz Techar. And he'll be teaching you how to publish 15 to 20 pieces of content every single day. Jazz Takar is a Toronto native who uses content to get more business for his real estate service. He's in sales and service for over 25 years and has built a top ranking business in Canada. And today he wants to show you how you can produce and publish 15 to 20 pieces of content every day so you're everywhere in your community you get maximum exposure. Content is the way you get people to know who you are, so you're not ignored. You get the attention you need so you can convert them into loyal fans and then customers, of course. Such a valuable lesson, so let's get into it. Let's get down to business. Support for today's show comes from eBay. Are you hunting for a rare vintage or new watch? eBay has a hard-to-find watch you've been after, and it's backed by eBay's new authenticity guarantee. No fakes, no fraud, no doubt. Independent experts will meticulously inspect every detail of your dream timepiece, so you can be confident it's authentic. Find your dream timepiece at ebay.com slash authentic watches today. Again, that's ebay.com slash authentic watches for domestic sales only. There are so many reasons why you should be producing regular, valuable content as often as possible. It's a traffic generator. It's an SEO builder. It's a marketing machine. But many people get overwhelmed because they're like, how am I going to produce all this content? How do some of these huge influencers and gurus out there that are on social media produce so many pieces of content to look like they're everywhere? Well, today's guest teacher, Jazz Takhar, is going to break it down for you. He's going to show you exactly what he does to make it all happen. So I'm going to pass it on to Jazz, but I'll be back to wrap up today's episode, fill in any gaps. But for now, take it away, Jazz. Hey, hey, hey. Jazz Takhar here, founder of REC Canada, author, podcast host, and investor. I want to talk to everyone today about the importance of starting to produce content. Content from the perspective for your personal brand. But before everyone starts thinking, oh my God, personal brand, what is all this? What is all this? I hear about it. I see it. Look, it's just really, really the new, new word for reputation. It's the personal brand digitally is, is, is exactly what the old guard would call. What's your reputation on the streets? Meaning if, if somebody, when you walk into a room, have a conversation and you leave, what are people saying about you? That is personal branding. Okay. What it's done for me personally and my business in the last two years that I've been producing content and I produce about 15 to 20 pieces of content daily on all the platforms. I don't want that to scare you. I'm going to go into the tactics, the, the, the nitty gritty, the micro, the dirt. 
of how I was able to accomplish this on my own and then how and why I built out a team. But I want to start off from a macro level, okay? And my, my macro thesis on the importance of why producing content can change the course of your business, but more importantly, why it will change the course of your life. For me, in the last two years, having the one of the number one, uh, uh, Canada's number one uh, podcast on all things real estate, entrepreneurship, and leadership, it's grossed me approximately $200 million in real estate sales. You heard that properly, okay? You heard that right. For the last two years that I've been producing content, it has helped me, okay, gross approximately $200 million in real estate sales. What I started what started with was a podcast, okay? I would go anywhere from 40 to 45 minute conversations. Some of them were soliloquies like I'm doing right now, and 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 but most of them were with a guest. And I can tell you one of the easiest jobs in the world is being a podcast host, and I'll tell you why. Because you line yourself up with a couple of questions, three, four questions for a guest, and they do all the heavy lifting. But it gets even better. See, when they are, are when they're talking about their story, they're more apt to share that with their friends and family. And so now your network, we've all heard it, right? Your network worth is determined by your network. So how do you start building out your network? Bring in guests for a podcast episode, okay, and have them share it with their family and friends. Because when their family and friends listen or watch the podcast episode, they're going to want to know who is that host. Who's putting the party together? You remember when you were in high school, 16, 17 years old, whoever threw the house party was kind of the coolest kid in town, right? I remember a friend of mine, Laura, who had a pool in her house and she would throw the party. She, I don't know if she was really that cool, but she became the coolest kid in, in school because she threw the party. What I want everyone listening uh, right now to do and start to think about is how can you be the host of the party digitally? Okay. Now, how did I get to 20 to 15 to 20 pieces of content daily? I took that one 45 minute to one hour conversation and started editing little micro clips out of it. One minute videos for Instagram, for the Instagram feed, 15 second little teasers and or very valuable content for my Instagram stories. And then I would rip out about three to four, five minute clips for Facebook and LinkedIn. I would take an image, okay? I would take a still image of the, the video recording that I would do and, and, and do some quote overlays, do four or five quote overlays. See, it starts to get a little bit easier, right? We did the one massive piece of uh, content and then ripped it into 10, already 10 to 12 micro pieces. Gets even easier. Uh, what I would, there's a, there's a subscription to Trint, T-R-I-N-T, where I upload the podcast, the audio spits out the transcription for the written word. So now I have a full blog. But then what also I'm going to do is, is I'm going to add, I'm uh, sorry, I'm going to actually take that full blog and, and micro the, the, uh, some of the paragraphs and put those as captions on LinkedIn, put those as captions on Facebook. 
And that's how I got from one macro piece of content to 15 to 20 pieces on all the platforms. Now, I know a lot of people are listening and saying, well, I don't have the resources to do that myself. Well, let's, let's, let, let's think about if you did want to do this, how could it be possible? See, it's a mindset switch, right? If you tell your brain that, or if you try, if you ask your brain the question or, or feed the information to your brain that you can't do it or it's too difficult, your brain will always find reasons why it's going to be difficult and you can't do it. But if it's, if you just have that, minor switch in your mindset and ask yourself the question, well, if I wanted to do it, how could I do it? The brain will find you the answers. That's exactly what started to happen with me. I had, I brought on a, a co-host who happened to also Google and YouTube how to upload a podcast. So I had, so I started delegating right from the start. After that, and if you're at home right now listening to this podcast and saying, well, again, I don't have the resources, there are interns in your area. I know there is. I don't care where you are in the world listening right now. There are people that are going to school. There are students going to school to learn how to do graphic designing, to learn how to edit. To, they know, you know, if you check with your 16-year-old niece or younger cousin, they probably know about the technology more than both you and I combined. And so they actually wanted the students specifically, they want to learn how to, or sorry, they want to start building out a portfolio for when they get a job. So what I started doing is going out to the design schools in my area and asking students, would you like real life work experience as uh, along the way, you're going to be building out your portfolio. And the the respond I got, the, the response I started to get were out, like I, I was getting about 50 to 60 emails, uh, messages coming in on a weekly basis from students that just wanted real life work experience. And so I started off with a couple of interns, turned them into part-timers, and now I have a full-time media squad. But again, you don't need to start with a full-time media squad. I just want you to get started with producing content. If you're in the need of someone's awareness, because you're in business for yourself, you're in sales, you're in service, you're running to be a mayor, you you are in, in, in politics, whatever it may be. If you need someone's awareness, then you need to start to produce content. See, content is the gateway drug for a one-on-one -on -one meeting. This is not going to replace the product or service. So if you have a bad product or if you have bad service, Producing content is just going to put it out in the front, forefront. So make sure that your service that you provide or the product that you're selling is good because this will just, if it's bad, it's going to fast track your failure in your business. So I want to make sure that you have the ground found. I want you to have, I want to make sure you have the foundation of, of a strong product and service. And then from there, now we can start to build out content. Again, it's the gateway drug for a one-on-one -on -one meeting. That's when you're going to be able to sell your service, sell on your reputation, get your, the product in front of someone. And I started all organically. Okay. I did not have to get into ads right away. In fact, I don't suggest that to anybody who's just getting started because the number one, the number one piece of advice I can give you if you're thinking about starting to produce content is the word consistency. You have to be consistent. 
every single day, even the days that you don't want to do it. I want you to put out posts. I want you to start to get engagement and don't be that person when someone comments on a picture of yours or a video of yours or a blog post of yours and you're too cool to reply back to them. Even if you have one person that replied back, that's how you build community. That's how you build your network. Okay. And so you need to start to engage with that person. See, it's and a lot of people will come to me and ask about, well, what about the quality? I, I truly believe now sitting back two years after producing as much content as I, as I have and as I, I uh, am currently doing is that you want to do quantity over quality. Why? Because quality will come through the quantity. When you produce, when you're putting out 10 posts a day, five posts a day, more than obviously doing nothing, you're going to get feedback. And that's how you're going to determine what the marketplace enjoyed. What did they like? How can you make changes on your next post? How could you make changes on your next video the biggest the biggest feedback that I ever got from people was well I see you everywhere you're everywhere jazz you're always posting and you're always putting stuff on Instagram and Facebook and on YouTube and on podcast platforms and my response to everybody was thank you because isn't that better than seeing me nowhere I like I like people seeing me every single morning, afternoon, and evening, because I'm starting to get top of mind within my business, which I, and my service that I provide is real estate services. And so understanding that I have to have the patience, patience in the sales cycle, because you know, nobody really comes in in the first meeting and they buy the next day. That's very rare. And there's really no skill involved. And that's, that's maybe another podcast episode I can talk about when it comes to sales and service specifically. But, but nobody really comes in and just buys that first day or the second day. I need to have the patience of educating and providing value up front because then I become top of mind. I want you to think about your content the same way. You need to have patience. I, you know, some, some, some realtors on my own team will be like, Jazz, I did this for two months and I'm not getting anything. Well, that's like, that's like working out for three, three weeks and, 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 and wondering why you don't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, there's a reason for that. You got to put in the time. You got to put in the time and you got to do it consistently consistently every single day it has to become like the way that you brush your teeth and i hope everyone here brushes their teeth a minimum twice a day i hope this was valuable for more information you can always go to jazztacker.ca sign up for my free newsletter uh, it's a monthly newsletter and i hope it's uh, more valuable than even this podcast episode thank you so much for listening support for today's show comes from wondery's business movers the average human drinks 92 Coca-Cola products a year. The average American drinks 403. So when Coca-Cola changed their recipe to what they called New Coke in 1985, the backlash was swift and severe. And the man who drove it, Chairman Roberto Goizueta, pulled New Coke from the shelves in a matter of months. Wondery's Business Movers explores how the reformulated New Coke disrupted Coca-Cola's public perception. The story of New Coke is often seen as a classic case study of how not to launch a product, and a cautionary tale of an out-of-touch executive, and defied conventional wisdom and played a dangerous game with his company's signature product. The real story of New Coke is far more complex and more human. The story of Roberto Goizueta's improbable rise and his controversial decision to change the recipe for Coke starts decades before the launch of New Coke in the midst of a violent political revolution in Havana, Cuba. 
This episode about the new Coke on Business Movers is a must listen. There are so many lessons to be learned from this story. I can tell you firsthand how important it is to really understand not only your customers, but your product. Why is it successful? What makes people happy? What keeps them buying month after month, year after year? Sometimes when you don't know what works, you don't double and triple down on it. In fact, you might even neglect it and it might just cost your business. Listen to the newest season of Business Movers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Wondery, feel the story. Great lesson by Jazz Takar. He touches on a few very important points I just want to just dig deeper in. He talked about consistency and quantity, and these go hand in hand. A lot of us, when we get into the content marketing game, we have this analysis paralysis. We think every piece of content needs to be perfect. We're self-critical. We just don't want to put anything out there unless we think it's an amazing uh, piece of work. Here's a newsflash, okay? It's not going to be a masterpiece because you're not a master yet. And the only way you're going to be a master is through repetition. And like Jazz says, you have to Continue to produce content so you can get feedback and understand what your audience actually is resonating with. So you just got to get over that feeling of this has to be perfect, has to be well produced, or has to be like exceptionally produced like as a documentary, if it's a video. Just get started. I'll give you a perfect example. When we started the $100 MBA show back in 2014, I didn't have some incredible home studio. I literally recorded the first, I would say, 20 to 30 episodes in a walk-in closet with a lav mic, okay? Not even a high quality USB mic. Why a lav mic? Well, it's what I had. It's what I had uh, because Nicole was using it for video work. But the point was is that I had a message I wanted to get out there. I wanted to start this podcast. I wanted to start produce great business lessons. And I'm so glad that I just got started because yes, the quality wasn't absolute garbage, but it's not as good as it is today. But I learned through the process, and I'm so glad that I got my reps in. Now, today's episodes are much better, but not just because of the quality. It's because of my own personal polish on the mic. I got more comfortable with my own voice. I got comfortable with being a podcaster, with being more succinct with my message, with crafting better lessons. And that only happened because I have a daily podcast and because I would produce so many episodes. And now with over 1,700 episodes under my belt, I can confidently create high quality content, but it doesn't happen without doing it consistently, without just putting out what you have right now. Thanks so much for listening to The $100 MBA Show. You can learn more about Jazz Hackhar, uh, dig into his content, his podcast, his blog posts, over at jazztakhar.ca. That's J-A-S-T-A-K-H-A-R.ca. Before I go, I want to leave you with this. If you're interested in just getting started with content creation and you're trying to find the easiest way to get started, whether it's writing or video or podcasting, you just want to get some content out and you're not really sure which medium to use, don't worry, I've got your back. This Friday, we have an episode all about the easiest way to create consistent content. So you can have great content being put out there regularly. Now, I'm not going to overwhelm you. I'm going to show you one strategy that you can focus on every single day. Don't worry about what am I going to write about, what I'm going to talk about. I don't know. I'm not that interesting. I heard it all. And this strategy is going to cut right through that and cut through all the noise in your head. So make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss Friday's episode. 
And of course, I'll see you tomorrow where we discuss how much power do your customers have over your business? Is your company at risk because your customers actually have too much power? I'll show you how to evaluate that and how to balance the scales. Until tomorrow's episode, take care. 